The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back. Zip through our first hour. Welcome to hour number two. It's 9.07. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp. Uh, the uh, former Attorney General, Secretary of State, is uh, not in the studio with us today. He's uh, back at his, sitting in his easy chair. Of course, you've been sleeping there too, haven't you, Rufus? Did you tell me? I certainly have. That's grown to be my bed. Now a lot of people, uh, a lot of people have to do that when they have shoulder surgery uh, and so forth. Uh, you didn't have shoulder; you just broke outright broke your shoulder. So people are wondering why you're not in the studio. But uh, we did get you out a little bit yesterday. We had a good time, didn't we? Oh, we certainly did. And had a wonderful lunch. Yeah, the Flat I River Cafe. You're not and... on the program yet? Be quiet. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to take part. Said Jasper. <laughs> Jasper's looking good. Saw Jasper yesterday. I'm, I'm glad he's doing okay. As pretty as ever. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've still got David to talk about Isaiah's. We need to finish up on the Isaiah's. And, and also, Gerald off the air was talking about some uh, really amazing Isaiah's that are going to crop up uh, here, maybe in the in the uh, nurseries before long. But, uh, yeah, yeah, David, I wouldn't be overly concerned. I think you probably just had that shock to the system, and that's why some leaves yellowed up and dropped prematurely. What, what I would do is probably when the weather breaks next spring, late February, early middle March, uh, I would, when, maybe along the time you're getting the irrigation cut back on them, I probably would fertilize them uh, pretty good then to kind of speed up getting that new growth back on them. And what I'm finding in general that all of the reblooming azaleas and the encores, which are by far the most popular, that are in this dwarf dwarf category don't get any more than two and a half to three three and a half foot tall and wide by maturity that's just a real small root system you know azaleas in general don't have a tap root and then if you've got a plant that doesn't get but two and a half foot wide then that's only as wide as the root system's ever going to be and it just uh, they they really dry out very quickly and if you've had them irrigated and they've been responding and looking well and all of a sudden that gets you know cut loose a little quickly and it's just bad luck that we had a dry november uh and it just i think you probably just got a little shock to the system well do i need to kind of do some hand watering on those then uh well we we we, we got some we got some rain this week we i got a half inch on campus this week and we're not getting super warm weather now of course i see it is supposed to be 73 or 4 today so if we went, you know, three weeks with not a drop of rain, maybe I might would hand water them a time or two. Uh, but we should, if we can get any kind of decent rainfall at all and normal wintertime kind of temperatures, uh, 
I, I don't think you would have to do much of that until time where you can cut the irrigation back on sometime in March or if not early April. All right. Okay. Yeah, well, David, I'm, I'm looking out my window right now at my azaleas that are close to 60 years old, and they're, they're yellow. And, I, and I've seen that happen before. It's exactly like Gerald says. You go through these crazy spells, and, and it just puts stress on the plant, but they always come back. They're very. They are very shallow rooted. Yes, uh, very shallow. All Isaiahs are so. Yeah, well, they had some bad stress this summer, and uh, they're only been in the ground. Those these that I'm thinking about are only been in the ground about like three, two, three years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing to keep in mind, and for all our listeners, an azalea ten years old that has looked healthy all the time can eat, still get in any kind of drought uh, stress, and particularly if it's a smaller dwarf of plant. One that you know stays in that two to three, you know, three and a half foot range. So where most shrubs, you get them through the first summer, you really don't have to worry about it unless it's just really, really hot and dry. Azaleas, you always need to keep an eye on if we get into drier than normal circumstances. Okay, well, appreciate it, guys. Okay, David, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to y'all. All righty. Bye. And you were talking about a professor out in Western North Carolina yeah, for NC State. Dr. Tom Rainey, one of uh, NC State's plant breeders, has a new azalea called Perfecto Mundo. That's a good one. Uh, and I just got my first three-gallon ones uh, here about a month ago. It's a reblooming azalea. They're kind of in that three-by-three uh, category. There's a double white bloom. There's a red. There's a couple of pinks. There's going to be an orange one in it as well. Oh, that's good. Uh, and they are going to replace Bloomathon in the Proven Winners lineup. It's supposed to be just a superior plant. Uh, the the old blooms don't fall off quicker where Bloomathon, they tend to hang on and make them kind of trashy looking. And it's supposed to be more cold hardy for those of you that may be north and west of the triangle where sometimes that could be an issue. But this is my it's great looking, nice green uh, leaves on them, nice blooms. The red is red, not that orangey kind of red. So I, I'm excited to get these in the ground some places and I'm, I'm looking some more places to put some in the future, but I think you'll start to see them much more widely available ne- next spring. Excellent. Uh, Billy Howell is with us from the State Farmers Market this morning. Billy, how are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. So uh, I I was out there uh, yesterday, or at least drove by, and uh, you looked like you still had a lot of Christmas trees available. There is a lot of Christmas trees still out here. Uh, beautiful pool. Christmas six foot, twelve foot trees, uh, Christmas wreaths, mailbox flag, um, and they are going to be here uh, probably another good week or so. All right. Well, I, I uh, varied sizes I've seen out there, and a lot of a lot of uh, roping and everything to wreaths to go with it there so it's, it's always nice to walk through those and and get all of that fragrance in and you know take some time to look over the trees before you buy yeah that smells so good under that building yeah so what do you got uh vegetable and fruit wise today under the farmer's um, we have uh, gra- uh, fresh ginger and kermit uh, we have Red and white potatoes. We have shelled and unshelled pecans, uh, broccoli, green and red cabbage, 
We have collards and bok choy and kale. Um, oh, give me some kale. No, yeah, you don't want to eat kale. Several today. different varieties of kale. Oh, down kale. There. <laughs> I, I think there may be even a daggone Rufus kale down there. Kale and grits for <laughs> breakfast. That's what you want, Anna. And a cat head biscuit. There you go. <laughs> we can hook you up with all that stuff. Uh, uh, so, do you, you still have plenty of apples and all of that? We do. Um, uh, some of the varieties that we have uh, still are Fuji's and Pink Ladies and Salmon Wise Sap, uh, Rome, um, Granny Smith, Gold Rush, Jonah Gold, Red and Golden Delicious, Jonathan. And we still have some uh, uh, tunnel grown uh, blackberries and raspberries and blueberries, strawberries. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, you do you still have any plant vendors out there? Just... We have a few. Um, I was down there this morning looking. They had some uh, pretty gardenias and uh, big trees, camellias, a bunch of house plants. They have little green hot houses set up mm-hmm. under uh, uh, in that area. Very good. Up in the market shops, I'm sure things will be bustling this morning. And as we've talked about so many times, it always smells good up there. Year-round. Man, it smells so good. Yep. And, um, and we have gift baskets that's out in our center aisle that uh, some of our vendors have put together. Very good. Yeah, nice uh, nice idea. Uh, and we had the NC Hammock up there with... Uh, cool pottery, wind chimes, making a beautiful noise in there when somebody walks by and bumps those uh, wind chimes. Uh, have all the pies and cakes. I'm hungry. <laughs> Come on. Pies and cakes will do it. That's, certainly will, and all the bread at uh, the bakery there. And, uh, uh, of course, the Rufus dog is, is present. At, uh, it's all dressed yeah. up. That roof is gone. Yeah. Billy, yeah. have you ever, seen them, you ever seen them make the hot dog there? They, they don't make have hot you? dogs. They paint them. That's right. They, I mean, they, they do kind of look look painted, don't they? they it's like artwork. Yeah. And they taste good. Mm-hmm. Sure do. A little they, different. They have, they have proven people are wrong when they say it, if it's pretty, it ain't good. Their hot dogs are good and pretty. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. So lots of lots of things. You can get some great coffee in there. Three, two, one coffee. We do. Uh, it, that smells good too. Especially they have all that caramel and mocha smells going. And next week there'll be a fair to Midland garden show in there. Yeah, there's there's some um, shady characters coming out. Shady, shady characters. Yeah. Gerald, I apologize for not. Uh, we we usually we just just set up this date, so it, I didn't. I got you on the wrong day. I know you like going out there. I just uh, happen to ride by there five days a week. All right, well, and well, stop regularly. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're out, you're you're welcome to join us. Uh, but at any rate, uh, yeah, we'll be out there next week with uh, the weekend gardener. That's always a lot of fun, and. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be eating biscuits from the farmer's market restaurant, and uh, if not, from 
from the uh, Market Grill. And, of course, uh, you know, they, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there right now eating at the Farmer's Market restaurant. There is. They, they probably got one or two more tables open right now, but uh, they moved you in and feed you hearty and send you out the door happy. There you go. <laughs> and uh, also the uh, seafood market, uh, seafood grill um, or restaurant, is open starting at 11, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, and he's open till 7, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Um, get a hearty portion. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw, going back to the farmer's film, we have the German bakery, Anna Lord's German bakery. They have big... Um, Show on um, WRL and him, and uh, he's out here, and he's told me to say a word for me. He said, "Get people out here." In fact, I got me a couple of cheese pretzels for breakfast. Oh, okay, (laughs) all right. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's always good, and that always um, they have breads and they they have uh, German pastries and a lot of things like that. It's uh, always good every time I've I've had something from there. Uh, very nice. So it's a eclectic group of, of uh, vendors out there, and it attracts a lot of different types of people. And it's fun every, every time of year, all you know, year-round, but Christmas is uh, very special at the farmer's market. So uh, Market Imports is a great place. You can get some shopping in there, too. Yes, sir. Large variety. Yeah. I've seen two trucks up here this week uh, unloading over there, bird baths and statues. And uh, he has wind chimes as well and water Craft area. Are there uh, folks out there this morning? There is. Uh, we have stone engraving, uh, have soap, uh, lemonade, and vegan uh, vegan bites or donut. I call them donut holes. They call them vegan bites. So. Gotcha. A difference there. All right. And also, down at the end of the craft shed, we have the Truckers Building. And for wholesale, this time of year, they cook out a lot of oranges and citrus, grapefruit by the bushel. Um, you know, there has been people who have been asking a lot for um, their churches and civic groups. Yeah. So we offer that as well. Uh, you know, will, will you ever- What about Gerald's Popcorn? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Kettle corn, kettle corn, boy. And, and when they start popping, man, that that stuff smells all the way out there to that big front parking lot. I bet it does. Yeah, that's uh, makes a fine breakfast or lunch. I will say. <laughs> I don't know. Right? We, I don't know if I could contend with Rufus's uh, Reese cup, Reese's cup breakfast, but boy, uh, you got to try that sometime. Yeah, and see that popcorn. Casper likes them too. <laughs> I don't know the sort of peanut butter and milk. Uh, I I, I can't oh. get past that. Peanut butter and milk. I don't know if that that works or not. Uh, we'll have to try that. Billy, thank you very much. I hope you have a, a nice week. We'll see uh, see you folks out at the farmers market next Saturday morning. We'll do. All right, buddy. Yeah. Take care. Come see you. Billy Howell out at the State Farmers Market in Raleigh. Open uh, seven days a week except for Christmas Day.
Mike, I will go so far out as to say the Raleigh Farmer's Market is the finest farmer's market in the southeastern United States. Don't and if I'm it. wrong, somebody prove me wrong. Don't tell tell me bit. one that's better. Mm-hmm. I, I welcome an invite to come check it out. Mm-hmm. I agree. It is. Uh, it's a. De- it really is a destination. Some of everything. So you're going to have uh, the Dix Park. It's already there. A lot of people go there, and you've got the farmers market right side by side. That's uh, that's going to be a busy area. They uh, Rufus. They look like I didn't ask Billy. They look like they working working along on that road, that access road. Oh, it, it looks pretty now. It yeah. looks like it's about ready to be used. Uh huh. And it's about time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be working pretty well. Mike, my daughter just texted me. Reese cups go with everything. It's well, her, it's her, fa- it's her favorite Amen. candy. So. I love them too. But I, I uh, Reese cup Reese's cups and milk. I, I don't know. Is it crunchy, Rufus? Well, or? it's not. Now, there's there's not chocolate in it. It's the taste. It it the cereal is little. Please uh, let let me. Let me describe to you what this. Please, is. please, oh, please and, do. And I, I want you to, to, to want you to know that you're not eating a, a Reese cup. They're they're not chopped up in it. It's just a cereal, uh-huh. and it is it uh it's, it's a yellow box. Looks just it says Reese's puffs, sweet and crunchy corn puffs, and it it is really it's made with real Reese's peanut butter. Now I will agree on that maybe general mills that that should please ann because her daddy i think used to work for general mills yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right so all right so Reese, he's got the peanut. yeah well what if you like chocolate there's no chocolate in it we can always add things to your cereal mike yeah, yeah I mean, you can add. some people add fruit rufus and i might add chocolate i don't know i like uh, yeah and I, I, like bananas. Che- I like cheerios and shredded wheat and if I go hardcore, Frosted Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we settled that. So uh, does Henry uh, like Reese's Cups, too? So it's funny you mentioned that. We were eating last night after dinner, and my wife gave him a Reese's Cup tree. And he liked to took the end of her finger off <laughs> because he went to town yeah. on it. And my daughter Jade said, "That's my boy because it's her favorite thing to eat yeah. too." So I bet his eyes got Run, really runs bright. in the veins. Yeah, that sounds I, great. I take it that your daughter is a little bit hung up on Reese cups. Yeah, she likes by far her well, favorite. Jump right in there and has and been it. since she was could before she could walk. Probably. No, I, I I'm part of the crew. Yeah, I like I like Reese's cups. Now I don't much. like some of these crazy things they've done with them mixing. They got some combinations no, I just now. Like them that, straight, but the straight up Reese's uh, cup is hard to beat. <laughs> so, uh, what about uh, Henry's website? Uh, Gerald and Henry's Plants um, dot com. I just sent out my winter blast to all the people that are signed up on my website. Uh, basically, their chance to say, "Hey, if you got a variety from me that you liked last year, or you got a variety that you've been trying to find, now is your time to let me know because I'm working on the plant list that I'll should have completed by early January. Um, because it won't be long after that I'll be sowing seed. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had a 125 or 30 varieties of tomatoes last year. I always change that." probably 25 or 30 varieties every year i've got i don't know six or seven hundred varieties of tomato seed i can't grow but so many 
So I'm constantly changing that some, and I hate to leave out one that it was somebody's first time growing and it was spectacular for them. So this is kind of my way to get a little feedback from them. Or people that there's a long one they used to grow from whatever part of the country that they can't find now, I'm always on the search to try new ones. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. What was your best seller last year, Gerald? Uh, Cherokee Purple is the number one seller every year. Sun Gold is the number two seller uh, out of that. Sun uh, Gold a lot easier to grow. Yes, Sun Gold is <laughs> a lot easier to grow, uh, and uh, it's, it's a lot more disease uh, resistant than Cherokee Purple is. After that, it kind of filters around uh, all over the place. But those two are always the top mm. top of the list. How about that. All right, we'll talk more with Gerald and Rufus and others. Miss Ann, coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 927. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 933-919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp. Rufus Edmonston is with us, uh, and he is on remote today along with Jasper. Did Jasper uh, tree a, a deer or something? <laughs> well, <laughs> He was out there barking. He knew a break, he knew a break was coming. He, he likes that montage when you uh, – Oh, well, that's coming up. Uh, Dave Bradshaw likes that, too. That you consider putting Jasper on there. Oh, well, that's, uh, yeah, if you can capture a little sound, I'll uh, I'll be glad to. Might uh, add something, a little spice to it. He's very honored to be the weekend gardener dog. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, 919-860-9783, Gerald Adams is is, uh, with us, who is... um, also affiliated with the NC State University at uh, Good School. Wally Osley was a Carolina <laughs> graduate, and he was he ended up getting the highest award that they they hand out, the Watauga Medal yep. at NC State. Uh, all of his work for years and years of the Wolfpack Network. So you, um, I know you are proud to have uh, gone to UNC and to work at NC State. Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, you know, I grew up on a tobacco farm outside of eastern wake county and lots of times when i go talking to garden clubs and civic groups and all that and they're kind of surprised to find out you know just assumed i went to nc right. state and I, so, I assumed uh and i tell state. them i said well i really didn't have a need to go to nc state to learn anything about horticulture <laughs> agriculture because i had been force fed it since the time i was four or five years old there you go up until hey. I, I got to that age you went to unc to get away from right. it uh, pretty much <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, is is kind of funny, but it, it's surprise. I mean, uh, had three older brothers, a lot of age difference, 12, 11 and a half, six and a half years. So by the time I got 11 or 12, they were grown. The older two were already married and off starting their families. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was supervising adults when I was 11 or 12 years old, and I was doing integrated pest management, IPM, 10 years before I ever heard the term integrated pest pest management. So a lot of people don't realize a a tobacco plant on its own in the Nicotania family would probably go two, two and a half foot tall. And we're growing plants back then and even today that were seven or eight foot tall and 
quadruple the size of what that plant was supposed to be because you know you sell it based on poundage so the bigger plants you grow the That's more right. pounds you can make so it, it takes a lot to force a plant that much larger than what it's supposed to be growing and everything about soil preparation fertility irrigation all those things is just kind of you know second hand to me uh and was exposed to it a lot more than i like to be so, so. Some, some of the time and all the gum there. and and everything and, else and, and, and all that you know in, in hindsight now i probably wouldn't change it for the world and but at that point in time <laughs> back then is when all and when the tobacco barns burned down too oh yeah when then we we, ne- we never had one down we were fortunate uh, yeah. in that regard but it, it was just a it was another time. It was a, another place. But uh, that and my, my grandmother, Adams, who just had a t- tremendous vegetable garden. Yeah. She was the first person in our community, Eastern Wake County, that had people from Raleigh come out to, to buy stuff in her garden. Mm. And it was supposed to be a pick-your-own but she was so particular, she already had the stuff picked, laying in, in <laughs> baskets at the end of the row when the what, people got there. So, what a wonderful thing. So that was, you know, so really you got, a lot about that got all that exposure. Did she grow uh, good then, tomatoes? She did grow uh, good tomatoes. Now, mm-hmm. she didn't grow a multitude of varieties. She she eventually turned over to from big boy to better boy. In German. And you, she had a German Johnson, and she didn't have any. I think, because that really was probably her favorite gotcha. uh, uh, in that regard. You know, Gerald, you, you're speaking. Let, let me tell you a little experiment I made. I, I hadn't had a better boy, big boy in a long time. And there was some over at the farmer's market about two months ago. And I got four or five of them. And I'll be dogged if they don't last a lot longer than, than some of these new things they have. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the shelf life the, the sh- is this very p- much more that for those old Old brands like Better Boy, uh, Better Girl. See, see, part of the hybridizing when tomatoes that really kicked off, I don't know, probably late 50s, 60s, was to get a tomato not only that was more disease resistant, but could hold up to be shipped greater distances. And to do that, they had to have a little bit thicker skin. That's part of the negative for most of your heirloom varieties. The skin is so thin on them that you've got to pretty much grow them and sell them in the spot where you grow them. You can't bite to put them in a box and ship them across country. Uh, right, so, okay, I, that, that makes sense. But but there is a lot to be said for liking what you're used to. Now, I had people you know, 15, 20 years ago, one of my brothers in particular, first time I gave them some Cherokee purples, they looked at me like, if you took leave of your senses, that don't look right. <laughs> and I said, well, shut your eyes when you bite into it. Yeah. Uh, and, and the taste is phenomenal, uh, but there is that negative. Uh, they don't hold up long. You've got a short period of time to consume them. And if you have a have good production, you, you've got more than you eat, you're going to have to pass them on to somebody. And that's why – But and they can be – you know, difficult to grow because of disease issues one year after the year. I tell people, never put all your eggs in one basket. Grow a number of different types of tomatoes. Grow some of the old hybrids that are more, you know, disease resistant. Having a better boy is better than having nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, and it's way superior than most anything you'll ever buy at the grocery store. Uh, so there's there's nothing wrong with growing some of those hybrids, uh, but yes, you still got to have some of those better uh, better heirlooms too. But don't just grow all one, you know, Cherokee purple, for instance. Yeah, and Phil Campbell, because you I, may go hungry. <laughs> Phil Campbell, I get, I'm sure you'd uh, concur with that. 
Yes, yes. I I cannot wait to get tomatoes started again. Lordy, I can't. Well, I'm, I love the, this right now. This morning, is it's a little bit foggy. I ran through going to get some biscuits. I ran through a little bit of a shower. but um, You didn't run into anything out. else, did you, since it was foggy? I didn't. No, it's it, no, it's just uh, foggy, a little bit of rain, but now it's cleared up here. Fog's still here, but it's kind of we. I came back and lit the fire pit because it's kind of like a little mountain morning out here, and especially with the trees. Well, it wasn't as much of a mountain morning as it was yesterday morning with Rufus and me. Oh, we good were grief, we yeah. we were uh, we yeah. were chilly. It was uh, a lot of fun though. So uh, yeah, you got Christmas trees. You got some new Christmas trees. Fresh I do, ones. and I'm excited, and we. Uh, I'm also excited for one other thing. Uh, just as I was leaving uh, to run that errand, I, uh, one of the ladies walked up, and she said she didn't really want anything right now. She just was looking around, first time she'd been here. She said, I heard you on WPTF, so I'm just happy that, you know, that it's great to meet another listener. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, so, uh, you know, like I said a little while ago, uh, if you hear this message, you come in and tell us you've heard this message, we'll give you $10 off a Christmas tree. No questions asked. Fresh Christmas trees and big ones. Yes, we got seven to eight, eight to nines, and we've got the new Nordum, uh, Nordman uh, uh, fur. It is absolutely beautiful, and we've got a lot of information on it here if you want to read up on it. and um, Like I said, uh, it, it, there's lots of, uh, lots of good um, I guess, uh, <clears throat> benefits, you know, it's got, it's really deep green and shiny. Um, it, at first glance, it almost looks like a yew bush. Wow. Uh, or, I mean, shrub. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. The R- needles look like Rufus look has like some really yew. big yew plants out of his place. Yeah, and it, I mean, these are, it's just beautiful. <clears throat> I can't, I mean, I cannot tell you, you have to see it to, to realize how beautiful it is and, I just said a few minutes ago, I said, I think I'm going to put one of those and do an experiment, put one in the house and see if it bothers my allergies. And Carlson said, what? I thought we were going to put it on the front porch. (laughs) (laughs) I got to test out my product. Well, why don't you put it out in his uh, hideaway? There you go. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So, Rufus, you ought ought to decorate those yew trees. You can put some decorations (laughs) on that yew. They're pretty, too. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of built for that. I always start singing, you, you, you. My my dad used to sing that song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, uh, what about pansies? Uh, Pansies, we got a brand new crop of pansies. And what do we do if we have them or want to buy them? Uh, How do we take care of them? (laughs) Pansies, you need to be deadheading. I saw some the other day that the rabbits had eaten, uh, I mean, they had eaten them down to a nub. So if something's eating your pansies, it's probably rabbits right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not pulling them up, then it's probably rabbits. Um, and then uh, you need to keep them deadheaded right now. That With the heat, they've had a little bit of fungus problems, but if you keep them deadheaded and keep the, the bad leaves off, they'll, they'll come right back. Put a little bit of blood meal or uh, <clears throat> something on them there, and, and they... They should be fine, but if you've lost your pansies or haven't planted your pansies, we have a brand new crop. Yeah, and they'll they'll last for for months. They if, will they'll if they're happy. The, about the first two weeks in May. Yeah, you gotta gotta. Uh, or I think a raised bed, something you kind of build up the soil a little bit. They seem uh, to be yeah, happy. Got to do that. We've got some. Uh, we got still got snaps, and we still got um, dianthus. 
but we just we got a really nice selection of shrubs right now too. I mean, just uh, probably well, it's one of the best we've had, and we we like it that way because they're all fresh and mm-hmm. and uh, we're offering them up to people. It's supposed to rain about three quarters of an inch tonight. Yeah, and so um, it'll be a great time to be planting because next week it's going to be in the sixties again. That's right, crazy, so crazy weather. Come on out and enjoy yeah, the uh, enjoy the fire pit and see the trees and just visit. Well, Phil, you can call back uh, about ten thirty if you want to. All right, okay, very good. I appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. All right, thank you well, so Phil, much. Yesterday, yesterday, Mike and I went to Timberlake. We were on a local radio station there. Right, and right. Johnny, Johnny Coley. Uh, said that North Carolina was second in the nation in producing poinsettias. Yeah, yeah. And your your brother has a lot to do with that, doesn't? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a very nice compliment to the state. You know, we this time of the year we uh, we've got a lot of um, a lot of first and seconds there. And my brother grew, I forgot how many thousand he grew, but he he grew ninety six varieties this year. So, and we've got plenty. We've got a ton of varieties as well as the reds. Very good. So, um, yeah, he he's uh, he's been doing that for about twenty five years now. Grown, he and Judy yeah, growing poinsettias. Did you get your poinsettias delivered to the capital? Yes, we did. We took fifty down there, and um, and I didn't get to help arrange them because I they weren't quite ready to do that when I got there. But um, they were. It was already making things look so bright when I left. Um, so um, it, yeah, they just add a lot because it tends to be a little drab in there. Can be kind of cool with that all that. Um, it can be like a stone. <laughs> what? Well, Rufus Rufus has heard ghosts up there, so it is kind of <laughs> chilling. Do, 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 do. Oh my lord! But I've um, got yeah, I can tell and about now we'll. We'll even capital. sell you the mockingbird in this big tree here if y'all want to come on and get it. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. I don't think so. They're they're interesting, but I I'm, don't have you know, one. <laughs> I I have my own mockingbird. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, they, they they're all around here. For yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, Melissa mocks me all the time. I, you know what? And um, I appreciate you letting me give you a shout out. All right, we'll talk Thanks. to you ten thirty then. Okay. Around around ten thirty. Oh, Thank you, right. ma'am. Bye-bye. Gerald, uh, quickly, before we talk to Don, poinsettias uh, need some care. Yeah, mo- most people probably probably drown them is what gets them. <laughs> they they yeah. often, you know, you have to take into account sometimes when they're either in the plastic pot, put in a decorative pot, or some of the liners, that you know, wrappers that go around them now can hold the water in them. So you're watering them thinking they're draining through, but there's nowhere for the water to go. That gets them, and they don't like crazy changes in the temperature, i.e. sitting them on close to a heat vent, having them right where the door's opening and that if we ever get any cold <laughs> air that comes in and hits them, they, that don't, they don't do well for that either. Yeah. Uh, so be careful if you buy them, how you carry them out. Get them in the car quickly and get them in the house quickly so, so they aren't disturbed. They, are, they can be uh, fairly delicate, but uh, if you... Beautiful, yeah, beautiful plants. They are definitely in so and many different the, colors. And every year now, I've, <laughs> Phil's brother, I've seen, I, I see stuff every year. Lord, I didn't never even know there was such a thing. I and it's just so many different looks, colors, shapes, and all now. Yeah. Uh, mouse eared type mm-hmm. uh, leaves on some of them. That Hot are, pink ones. I mean, yeah. All... Right. And some kind of uh, some that are 
you know, pretty white. Others that are kind of a, a yellow. Cameo cream or something. Uh-huh. Colored. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot to choose from. Don is with us. Don, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can we help you? Well, you uh, several months ago, I called with a problem with some knockout roses. Yeah. I was informed that I had rosacea. Yeah. I have removed the roses. And I understand we can't go back for years. I am calling to ask what kind of suggestion one would have for replacing them against a vinyl fence at an entrance to you to the front yard. I had 18 of the prettiest uh, knockouts that you could have, and, and now I don't have any or anything at the entrance. You, so you want something to bloom. You, you can plant I, almost... I like Almost anything. I'm assuming that's a pretty sunny site. If you had knockouts there, yes, sir. Uh, yes, the sir. the question is how tall you want them to be. So, just for instance, I've had the same issues some places on campus. We had it with knockouts. We had it some with drift roses. Some of the places where I had to have lower stuff, I went back uh, with radiance abelia which stays really about two and a half foot tall, so variegated, kind of a cream yellow, white leaf. Uh, some other places, I went back with kaleidoscope abelia, which gets a little taller, can be can get four and a half, five foot tall easily, has more orange in the leaf and a lot more orange in the, the fall, winter leaf part of it. I've got some places I put different types of loropedalum. I put some dwarf loropedalum, pretty much straight up purplish leaf, hot pink bloom, some of it three foot tall, some other places to four and a half, five foot tall. I've put the variegated loropedalum, which is something I would really suggest checking into because it's just the leaf color has got white and pink and green in it. and it, uh, the bloom in it's attractive. The bilia bloom is, is white, generally speaking, and not all that noticeable, even though it does have some fragrance to them. But you're, you're getting the leaf color from that. Uh, azaleas wouldn't be out of the range, but as I don't know if you had us earlier talking with, with the guy having the issue with the small, I believe it was David. Uh, it, I really find that the the like encore type azaleas do a lot better if you have irrigation there or the ability to keep them watered during dry uh, situations. So I mean, you can. It's a little more work if you wanted to make a perennial flower bed out of it with putting some taller perennials in the back uh, that could get up, you know, to the top of the fence and then stair stepping down with shorter stuff all the way to the front. Uh, I mean, any of from black-eyed Susans, coneflower, Shasta daisies, uh, Joe pieweed, which gets tall, uh, the helianthus, which looks kind of like sunflower, small sunflower blooms, gets really tall. All that stuff will perennialize, slowly spread, and come back year after year. Uh, not much to look at during the winter, but of course, if you had knockouts, there wasn't much there to look at during the winter either. So the, there's a wide range. The good news, what I'm a roundabout way, I was a little long-winded at getting to, that rose rosette disease only affects roses. It will not problem be a problem for any other shrub or any other perennial plant or any small ornamental tree that you would want to you know think about possibly putting back there. Any other suggestions, Rufus? Well, I, this is sort of pedestrian, but I've always loved 
those very colorful nandinas. You get that magnificent leaf color, then you get those berries in the winter, and they just accent everything. And, and then I'm, I'm just such a nut about tall flocks because you, you can keep, if you prune that flocks back after it's bloomed, you'll get, you can get as much as three blooms a year. And I just, just love it. And you can you can have a, a mix of yes, things of all yes. of the above, Don. Uh, you don't have to plant just one thing. It'll look better if you uh, don't, probably. Typically, how long does does the rosacea problem last? That that's the sixty four thousand dollar question. I've seen reports three years. I've seen reports five years. I've seen reports we just don't know. Uh, but I wouldn't even dream about putting a rose. I personally would probably wait five years. And okay. if you do go back with roses, or if you have any other roses in your yard, I, I, th- I, well, I think the key is not so much fungicides are not going to help you. There's a erythioid mite is what spreads that disease. It's a little right. small, it's about smaller than a gnat, sticks a prong in there, sucks the juice out, and kind of like a dirty needle now it goes to a healthy plant, sticks the little prong in there, and that's how it spreads the disease. I think people that get on a good uh, spray program with the right miticides that will keep that killed have a chance to keep that disease from spreading. And if I ever planted any roses back there, that's something I would probably do monthly from april through labor day trying to keep those mites from if they came along you never know when they're coming until a year later you start to see the disease pop up and then it's too late and 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 when it pops up it grows it goes from rose to rose to rose so quick if you if you ever see it you really some people go and cut it out and that that doesn't get rid of disease you need to take and dig the whole plant up it it didn't (laughs) it certainly didn't Okay. Thank Good you luck, Don. Much. Let us know what you do. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You too. More of the Weekend Gardener straight ahead on WPTF.